The COVID-19 pandemic has ushered in a new normal as the world continues to battle against this virus. Times of great challenge tend to bring out the best in American ingenuity as businesses have pivoted away from their core product offerings and began creating products to help combat coronavirus. One of these companies is Modtrust, and joining me today is their VP of Worldwide Sales, David Ostman. David, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, thank you, Tyler. First and foremost, you know, thank you for the opportunity and support. Um, we're in this together. It's going to take all of us working together to beat this and get our quote-unquote normal back. You're absolutely right. This has been um, an interesting time, and it's it's going to take that collective effort by everyone to uh, to get us back to what we what we knew as normal before. But um, you know, I, I think we should start off just by talking a little bit about Modtrust and what it is that you guys uh, produce and do on a regular basis, and then we can talk a little bit more about how you've evolved and, and the products that you're creating now uh, in this coronavirus era. So, uh, what are the primary products that Modtrust provides, and what industries are you primarily working with? Sure. Uh, our bread and butter product portfolio uh, includes temporary, semi-permanent work platforms, production studios, structural trusts, and extruded metals. So if you think back to your childhood, you know, we're either working with Legos or working with your erector set, think of that in a real-world real scenario on a large, grand scale. Um, so we typically would serve like the aerospace industry, uh, wide-body, narrow-body airplane manufacturers, entertainment. Uh, last 17 Super Bowls, we've built production sets at, um, you know, large scale events, um, the industrial applications, as well as government entities. Uh, what's really neat about the product line is it scales industries and scales budgets extremely well. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting and kind of wide base uh, of areas that you cover. Everything from aerospace to you know doing uh, production sets for Super Bowls. That's that's a really incredible uh, breadth, I would I would say of uh, of areas that you guys are involved with. Agreed. It's it's pretty neat to be working with it, but as you could imagine, you know, being that it's modular, being that it's scalable. If you're just building a staircase that has to go to a work platform or an entire nose dock or wing dock for a wide body aircraft, it's the same solution that we manufacture here in Wisconsin that would also then be used again at the Super Bowl or at um, World Series, uh, the U.S. Tennis Open. I mean, you name it. It's, it's really neat to see the product and all its uses. Absolutely. So you guys, it seems just from that versatility of the way that your products are able to be used, that you were really well set up uh, to pivot to create new products to help fight coronavirus. Uh, so tell me a little bit about that. How, when did you guys first maybe recognize the need for um, a product like what you were able to create and how were you able to pivot to help meet that need? Sure. So it's been in the making for probably, well, we recognized this almost about five to six weeks ago. Um, you know, we saw the writing on the wall. Uh, we were reading the tea leaves that our normal nine to five was going to be upended, right? Sporting events, large entertainment venues would be shut down. Planes would be grounded. Um, so luckily, uh, my CEO, who's our inventor, our patent holder, uh, he was an army medic. Uh, his better half is an ER physician uh, here in Milwaukee. So the two of them worked together to come up with solutions on how to contain this contamination and completely pivot. So really within about four days, we went from an idea to a working prototype for our negative pressure air, or what they call as the airborne infectious isolation room. Um, 
Furthermore, we repurposed our entertainment plastic panels that we would use typically in the entertainment world and realm um, to introduce those as hard barrier bedside um, applications uh, to you know, keep when we're working in these COVID-19 solution centers or uh, triage centers, you know, we have to have a barrier between all these beds. And we had these panels and we use them in entertainment and we simply repurposed them and it makes sense. Um, same thing for like a, a waiting room, right? The recommendation is that we need to be a minimum of six feet away from each other at all times. Well, in our waiting rooms in the pharmacies or waiting rooms in hospitals, clinics, oncology centers, it's impossible to be six feet away. So what we've done is we've repurposed, again, our entertainment panels to create that temporary barrier to keep patients safe. And what you were finding was that uh, in a lot of facilities, it was just simple pipe and drape that was separating patients and separating people, right? And that um, doesn't quite meet up to the standards of what's going to be required to protect people during this time, right? So you guys saw that need and saw that your products could step in and do a better job of doing that than simple pipe and drape. Correct. I mean, the, the big thing is, is you want to be able to, you know, clean the surface area of whatever the coronavirus could touch or could infect, right? And with pipe and drape, obviously being that it's a cloth material, it's very hard to clean that. What you would have to do is you'd have to remove it. You'd have to take it to a launder, have it laundered properly, steam cleaned, whatever, and then hang it back up. And all that risk exposure, it just, it's not needed. So to hang up a Pipe and drape really creates more of a hazard than a barrier, if at all. Uh, you really want to use a hard barrier surface, plastic, metal, copper, that's easy to be wiped down, to be disinfected, and then which also then increases your patient transition speed or decreases, I should say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because in the end, what you're looking for is, you know, being able to uh, safely, quickly um, be able to treat patients and uh, and not keep people around uh, other sick people uh, for longer than they need to, right? So um, all of those features seem to really add up to creating a product that uh, really makes a lot of sense in healthcare facilities. So you guys developed this product really quickly, right? A, a prototype, I think you said in four days, um, which is absolutely incredible. So uh, is this something that you're creating using materials that you, I'm guessing that you're already using for other applications that are just being repurposed in the same manufacturing facilities and in the same ways that you were already creating your products? That's 100% correct. So the structural component of our BCU, which is the, the biocontainment unit or the air, right, the infectious uh, airborne infectious isolation room, the structural component of that is our six inch truss that we would use uh, at the Super Bowl that we would use for manufacturing wide body aircraft. Um, the interior part of where the patient actually resides is a tent like material. So it's a 10 millimeter um, vinyl that's extremely durable, uh, rip, uh, rip resistant, um, and it's an eight foot inner working cube area, which is ideal because, you know, in order to put a hospital bed, medical staff, other medical equipment, you need a big enough room to incorporate all of that. Um, we've also used some of the lighting that we would typically use in the entertainment world. We've illuminated the uh, structure from the outside, which once again, the less material you have in the inside where the patient is, the less you have to disinfect, which obviously uh, decreases your patient turnover time. Um, we also put in 
um, 2.3 micron air filters. So the big thing is, is you want to, you know, with a negative pressure room, you want to keep the contamination contained. You have to pull clean air into that room while well, we do that through a 0.3 micron HEPA filter, which is a military grade. And then we turn the room over, the air circulates 12 times an hour, and then we push it out through another 0.3 micron HEPA filter, which we then results in clean exhaust air. So what's neat about the solution is it's fully packed in. It's everything packs together, it ships tight, uh, takes up one pallet, it's really easy to build. Uh, you actually don't need any tools to build it, but it'll take two technicians about an hour to build the entire thing. Um, we have alarm sensors, obviously, so in case the system loses pressure, loses power, uh, there's an audible alarm that goes off as well as a visual alarm. And then it actually also comes with a UPS, you know, your uninterruptible power supply in case power to the machine actually fails. So we, again, don't lose that negative pressure. So the, the big thing that we need to aim for is when someone is sick, we need to contaminate or keep that contamination contained. And that's how we're going to stop further contamination from spreading is, again, keeping it in centralized and keeping it in one area. Yeah, it really feels like you guys thought through this solution uh, in a lot of detail and really tried to think of every potential thing that, that this could need. And one of the things that has frequently been coming up in my mind as I've been thinking about uh, this the, the coronavirus uh, situation and the, the pandemic and the era that we find ourselves in is the this almost feels like a reset button for so many different industries to look and say, okay, this caught us off guard, but moving forward, what can we change? What can we do moving forward that uh, prevents this from catching us off guard again, prevents another situation from like this from coming along and uh, really upending our industry? And so uh, w when you think about what your solutions are providing, um, do you see this as something that continues to be implemented and used in healthcare facilities even after coronavirus is over? Because there is just such a need to, to rethink what is normal and what normal operating procedures are in places like hospitals and pharmacies and other places like that. 100%. You know, it's we have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And we focus all of our efforts on the aerospace industry. Uh, focus our efforts on the entertainment industry. But as soon as Corona hit, I mean, that all that business just pretty much dried up. So looking at your solutions, how can your solutions be implemented in a different way? Can you flip it on its end? Can you turn it right side up? Can you uh, turn it inside out, right? One of our indus uh, industry partners in the, in the entertainment world is Absin, um, Absin LEDs. And they do make beautiful LED panels. Well, maybe they can repurpose their solutions into our COVID uh, solution centers where, you know, we're not using our valuable resources, our people to direct traffic. Maybe there's signage that way that can direct traffic or hang these LED displays above patient areas where almost like a call button in, uh, in an airplane where people and staff can be directed saying, hey, this person needs help or, um, you know, something along those lines, right? It's it's looking at your solution from a different aspect. Um, when I used to work, I used to work for Harley Davidson and I was a district manager for Harley Davidson. And I would always instruct my dealer principals to not just come in through the back door of their facilities and go right up to their office to actually walk in through the front door and see what their customers see. And I remember in the middle of summer one time out in Southern California, 
I walked in through a front door and the first rack of clothing I saw were heavy jackets and, and hoodies. And it's 95 degrees outside. And of course, I went to the dealer principal and I said, hey, how many, uh, how many heavy jackets and hoodies have you been selling lately? Oh, not, not many. Why? I said, well, it's the first product that anybody sees when they walk into your store. Oh my God, I never thought about that because I never walk in that way, right? So instead of taking the back door into your building, take the front door, the way that a customer might look at your, your, your product and look at it through their eyes to see it could be repurposed and help, you know, not only stop, obviously, COVID-19, but in a different aspect, maybe in oil and drilling industries, maybe in, you know, veterinarian industries, who, who knows, right? Look at it through a different lens. That's a great point. And, you know, just especially in the healthcare space, like you mentioned, just having uh, the ability to utilize LED boards and things like that um, for wayfinding, for uh, maybe registration and removing uh, a little bit more of that human contact uh, can help keep people safe and can help uh, things move efficiently. And so I, I think that's a really um, smart way of looking at things, especially as we look at what does normal look like after COVID-19 is hopefully at some point behind us, you know, how, how do things adjust and how do things change? I, I wonder for you personally, David, what's it like to be a part of a company that is so actively involved and was so able to, to quickly respond to needs in the healthcare space uh, as this is going on? What does that feel like for you personally? It's a huge sense of pride. Um, you know, to be able to not only help our company, right, and pivot the company and come up with a new strategy, but to obviously help the nation not only cope with COVID-19, but to beat it. Um, you know, I don't know if we can track back to say, okay, we've put, you know, 6,000 BCUs out there, negative pressure rooms, and because of that, we saved, you know, 4,000 lives. I don't know if that'll ever come to be. But knowing that we're doing all of our can, all all that we can to get our quote unquote normal back, to put our kids back into school, to make it safe out there, you know, while we do not make and manufacture PPE, right, the gloves, masks, things of that nature, I don't have the ability to help with vaccines. We are a building block to the success of our country moving forward and beating this, and it's a huge sense of pride to be a part of that. Yeah, you know, I, I think just just hearing you talk about that, it, it reminds me of, of previous times in this country where people, you know, put aside uh, what they would typically be doing and instead focus their efforts and their their creativity, their ingenuity, their ability to build things on. Okay, what can I do given the knowledge that I have, given the expertise I have, to help you know win this fight, whatever that fight may be? And that's that's really what this reminds me of is, um, you know, our, our companies looking at it and saying, okay, hey, look, this is what we do. This is how it can help. Let's meet that need. Let's fill that void and fill that gap and uh, do whatever it takes to beat this thing. And I think that um, when America does come out on the other side, it will be because of efforts like what ModTrust is doing, like what other companies are doing around the country, just to look and say, okay, here's what I can do. You know, it might be a small part. It's not a vaccine, but it's, you know, it's taking our skills, our abilities and applying it to uh, to good use in this fight against coronavirus. And so I think that that is particularly inspiring and and something that um, encourages me, at least as as an American, as we sit here, just knowing that that there are companies doing what Montrose is doing to uh, to help win this fight in the long run. I totally agree. And, and I greatly appreciate the opportunity to share our story. It's going to take all of us standing together um, to beat this. I mean, we are 
removing every barrier we possibly can to improve production, uh, see continuous improvement on our product. You know, if it needs to change here or there, adapt. We're very malleable in that regard, and we just want the best solution out there. And if it's not us, I, I'm okay. I'm okay with that if it's not us. If there's a better solution out there, bring it up because, again, it'll get our normal back quicker. So, you know, again, reaching out to the rest of America, however we can work together to, to beat this, please do raise raise your hand, stand up, and let's fight. Yeah. Uh, David, where can people find more information about what you're doing at, at ModTrust and, and maybe get a little bit more information on your products? ModTrust.com. That's it. M-O-D-T-R-U-S-S.com. The first page there it has all of our COVID solution um, uh, solutions listed, uh, details, uh, how to reach out to us. Again, we're 100% American-made right in Wisconsin. Uh, we ship all over the world. We have dealers all over the world. We have over 50 dealers in the U.S. alone. So we're local and we can help. Yeah. And oh, yeah, there was one thing I wanted to mention before we wrapped up. It was just a, a question about how quickly uh, these products can be delivered and installed in a facility, because obviously uh, this is something that is uh, an immediate need and immediate uh, impact. So uh, what, what's the time frame uh, for somebody if they were uh, interested in getting one of these installed? Well, for the BCUs, those biocontainment units or the, uh, the airs, right, the airborne infectious uh, um, rooms, <clears throat> excuse me, we are able to produce 40 of those, 4040 of those a day with about a three-day ramp-up period. Um, the barriers, those common area barriers for waiting room and bedside application, we're able to produce uh, 300 of those a day, and we have 10,000 panels in stock. Because again, they're not being used in the entertainment world, so they're sitting idle. So we're we're able to ship uh, now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, let's move. <laughs> let's move and uh, easily installed, uh, quick uh, delivery, quick manufacturing time. So so yeah, there's a there's a need now. So uh, so yeah, let's move. And as David mentioned, that's uh, that's the message of the time for sure. So um, yeah, David Osman, thank you so much for joining us uh, today on the podcast and uh, sharing a little bit more about what you're doing in this space and uh, how you've pivoted and are uh, joining the fight against coronavirus. Tyler, it was my honor. Thank you so much. And everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. We really appreciate it. Of course, we'll be back soon with uh, more episodes. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.